What's up, y'all? Scott Wiggins here again for episode four of my podcast. Last episode, we took you back to like 2003, 2004, when I first moved down to Corpus Christi, Texas, and went over how we started the band, how we recorded our very first 10-track studio album, and all that jazz. And the first podcast is, my very first podcast is going over my 2018 EP, Fight Inside, which is my new music. Um, Go check that one out. And then episode two is the very beginning of my music from when I was started in junior high and how I got singing and all that. Episode three is the going over the Corpus Christi and the Only C album. And today we're going to go from the end of the Only C album and then how we got to record our Burn album, which I believe is, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, was one of our most popular albums uh, to date. Has the most requested songs on it. And so we left off recording the Only C album in Houston, Texas. We lived in Corpus Christi, Texas, but we recorded in Houston, Texas at a the our guitar player's mentor and he had a home studio in the woodlands and we did all that. And so it's 2004, 2005, 2006 area, almost 2006. And we are playing all over Corpus Christi, playing Serve Club, um, Battle of the Bands, playing every dive bar we can. Uh, we got a, I got an acoustic show at Brewster Street Ice House when it first opened, doing acoustic shows for like four hours long. Now I didn't, all I had was ten song album and a few handful of covers. Uh, I'm getting into Texas country music a lot more. Uh, we would see around the 2003 area, my drummer and I, John, and bass player, and a lot of our other band members and just friends would go. We're, we were regulars at the Pat Green concerts, uh, Corey Morrow. We would drive up to San Antonio, see him at Flores Country Store, and we'd eventually play those same stages, opening up for all those guys, uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed. Cross Canadian Ragweed is, is one band I never got to open up for, and uh, kind of sucks because they broke up. But we pretty much got to open up, uh, once we recorded this Burn album, we got to open up for Pat Green, Corey Morrill, Jason Bolin, Eli Young Band, Randy Rogers Band, um, shoot, everybody. Uh, Jason, did I say Jason Bolin? Uh, Josh Abbott. Um, who else? Mickey and the Motor Cars. We played, we played with pretty much every single band on the circuit that was big at that time. And it was awesome. And we were covering songs like uh, Three Days by Pat Green. Wake up. What you been dreaming about? I ain't got a lot to say. But I could talk to you for hours The way you talk, the way that you breathe The way that your spirit moves into me Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up I got three days, watch the moon We were covering songs by Corey Morrow, and one that stands out was Sing With Me or Light on the Stage. Uh, 
song by Cross Canadian Ragweed called Alabama. Those were fun times. We were going to all these these artist shows and playing their songs and trying to get our show down and writing new songs. And we met a very helpful man named Kevin Russell. He's just a, a, a good friend of ours to this day. Um, just a, just a guy in Corpus Christi, Texas, lived on the island and uh, came to one of our shows and wanted to help us out. And without him, we probably wouldn't have anything to talk about today. He's one of the main guys that helped us get into the studio and uh, helped us get our feet on the ground and help pay for some things that we couldn't afford on ourselves and uh, by ourselves. And still thankful to you this day, Kevin. If I have never told you, thank you, sir. But uh, helped us get some sound equipment and just uh, was kind of like a backer slash manager and... Um, Helped us save money so the the gigs we were doing we could put in the bank and save for a recording studio or pay a little bit for ourselves and we weren't getting paid very much we um we kind of we started Kevin started helped us start an LLC and we uh, split everything down the middle and we really wouldn't pay each other yet like per gig because we had like a band account and we would put everything in the band and that's how we paid for studio fees and things on the road and. Uh, the most we ever got was like $500 a month a piece to help pay for rent, and the rest went into all of what needed to be done because we decided that Corpus Christi, although it was uh, did very well for well for us as a band, and that's where we started, we started getting shows in San Antonio, and our first show was at this place called Jack's Patio Bar in San Antonio, Texas, and so we would drive from Corpus to San Antonio and pretty much Corpus the next town where you can play really big gigs at or where a lot of people are is San Antonio so it's three hours away and we wanted to start playing shows all over the state because that's what all our heroes were doing and uh, it was just tough for us to live so far down south so we decided that New Braunfels, Texas where I live now was where we needed to move in order to be kind of more centrally located and that way, if we got gigs in San Antonio or Houston or Dallas-Fort Worth area, San Angelo, we didn't have to travel so far. We could just kind of stay and make home base New Braunfels, Texas. And New Braunfels, if you don't know, is a music hub. So you, I know we're just about an hour south of Austin, if you don't know where that is. Um, Austin is one of, the music, one of the music capitals of the world, live music capitals of the world, but so like that whole I-35 corridor from San Antonio to Austin and all in between, there's just this big music hub and musicians live all in between that 
because not everyone wants to live in Austin. So we moved in 2006 to New Braunfels, Texas, and uh, we didn't live seven deep in the apartment like we did in Corpus, but we uh, lived like half of us lived together in the band and the other half lived with each other. And uh, we started building a community in New Braunfels. I think pretty soon after we moved, we became the house band at this place called Tavern in the Green. It's it's in Green, Texas, kind of down the road from Green Hall, with famous dance hall Green Hall, which we would get to play years later. But it was good to us. Every Wednesday night, and our, our good friends, the Zach Walter Band, they used to have that Wednesday night slot. And they moved to Green Hall, and they would have the Wednesday night slot there, but it was an earlier slot, and we didn't start till like, I think, 9.30 or 10, and we played to midnight, something like that. Well, they played from, like, I think their show ended at, like, 9 or 9.30, or maybe ended at 10, so they kind of overlapped, but the crowd from Green Hall and all those music fans would go watch Zach's band, and they would spill over and start watching our bands on Wednesday, so... It kind of helped us develop a little small fan base in New Braunfels, Texas, and and meet some people. And we started playing all over New Braunfels, different venues, and still played Corpus, and then started getting some gig offers in different towns. And we had all all between that, we were writing more songs. I was writing more songs, so we wanted to go into the studio again. And by this time, we had a new guitar player named Austin Gillum. Before uh, let me backtrack. Before we left Corpus, uh, we parted ways with Jason Fajardo, and Austin used to come watch us in in uh, Corpus at this place called House of Rock, I believe. And Austin used to be a bartender at one of the bars downtown. And uh, now, if you see him, he has long hair and he's a rock and roll guy. But he's always been a rock and roll guy. But back then, he had short hair, clean shaven, doesn't look anything like he does today. But he came to our shows, and we hit it off, and we had him come to a rehearsal just like Jason did, and we said, we have a new guitar player. So Austin moved with us from Corpus to New Braunfels, and we started a new chapter in my band. Now, I forget the name of the studio that we recorded in in Austin, Texas, but Adam Oder was the engineer, and uh, we met a man named Keith Davis, who used to play for Brandon Ryder. We met them when Brandon came and played uh, this bar on the ocean called the Islander, right down from from uh, the college, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, where we also had a residency down there before we left Corpus. We would play there every Wednesday night as well, and we would open up for that for the touring acts across Texas and nationally that would that they would hire to headline, and we would be the opening band every night for like six or seven weeks and so we opened up for brandon Ryder one night and we met keith davis and he he's a hell of a guitar player keith actually went on the road with the eli young band at one point and was their utility guy where he'd play steel and keys and and uh lead guitar and sing um keith has his own music but we hit it off with keith we became friends and keith became our first real producer and I don't know how we got hooked up. I guess Keith knew who Adam Oder was. Adam Oder did all the cross Canadian ragweed albums, and he's since gone on to do like he does Mike and the Moon Pies now, and a whole bunch of other badass bands. And he's Grammy nominated, and he's behind a lot of the Texas music you hear in this area. And we went into this kind of hidden studio in South Austin with a handful of new songs, and we recorded our album Burn. 
And the first track on the album was a song called Was It Worth It? And this song is probably, it's just, I think I was coming off a breakup then, and it's just like, was it worth it, baby? Whatever. I'm moving on. Fingers, middle finger in the air. See you later. Was it worth all the crap you did? But that's what this song is about. It goes like this. That's a fun song, and we still play it today. We pretty much close every show with that song, and at the end, we do a little tribute to Prince, and we have the fiddle and guitar harmonizing, little kind of breakdown thing, and I introduce the band. So, uh, With my original band, we would uh, jump up and down on the stage. We'd introduce the band, and I think we would go into a Cheap Trick song, and then we'd come out of the Cheap Trick song... Um, the cheap, cheap trick song is I, I Want You to Want Me We would go into that song I want you want me I need you to need me I love you to help me I'm begging you to make me I want you to want me And Austin Gillum our guitar player would cover those vocals on that and we'd come out of that and we'd go back into was it worth it and end the show and it was a blast it's just a rocking song still played to this day uh the second song on the record let's see what it was it's called side of me now side of me was a song that i wrote when i was uh she's my wife now alicia wiggins but i think we had just started dating only for about a year or so, and I might have started writing this back in Corpus, I'm not sure, but maybe we're going through an argument, and our, I, I'm, I'm kind of hard to deal with sometimes, <laughs> I get hangry, or just like every other relationship, people get uh, angry or annoyed with each other, and so I was like, well, that's just a side of me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying my best, uh, I may be hell on wheels, and hard to handle, and hard-headed, and stubborn, and... Um, a pain in the ass sometimes but I'm trying my best I'm trying to fight my demons and it is what it is it's a side of me it's gonna come out every now and then so that's where this song came from it goes like this that's enough don't ask me again I woke up mad as hell for no good reason you might wanna leave 
That's just a side of me, baby. Don't hold it against me. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. That's the premise of that song. Uh, the next song, a lot of these songs are written either for for uh, Alicia or about Alicia. I mean, if you're just, I don't know, I'm not comparing myself to Taylor Swift, but everyone makes fun of Taylor Swift. If you're dating her, you're going to be in a song. And that's kind of how it is with all artists, I guess. If you're in a relationship with them or you were in the past or if you're a writer, you kind of write about your feelings and what you know and what you're going through. So if you're dating a musician or a singer or songwriter, you're probably going to end up in that song or a song or two or ten. But that's just the way it goes. So this one is, uh, this was about a long distance relationship. This song did very well for, well for us on the radio. I think it got to number six or number five on the Texas music chart when we released it a few weeks after or months after we released it. And uh, Alicia had moved to Arizona that's where she's from, and I had stayed in New Braunfels. Eventually, eventually, she would move back, but we would just stay in touch through phone calls. And um, and if you've ever been in a long-distance relationship, it sucks ass. So I, I guess I came up with the term, lonely is holding me, instead of you. So this song's called Lonely is Holding Me, and is another one of our most requested songs to this day. It goes like this. These long distance calls Don't hold my love at all There's so much I want to say I'd rather say it to your face And girl, it's killing me To hear you cry I can't even hold So sentimental. <laughs> hey, it's a love song. The next song is Whole Time, or The Whole Time. I think this was one we started writing back in Corpus and listening to the lyrics just now. Again, on the last podca- podcast, I mentioned that some of these songs I haven't uh, 
listened to in a long time because I don't play a lot of them anymore, or a few of them anymore. But listening to this one, it's probably about an old girlfriend from Corpus Christi area and talking about how I'm trying to forget you. I don't want to love you anymore. I've done everything I can, uh, but no matter what I do, you've been there the whole time, like your memory, I guess. So it's just uh, like a haunting... It's rocked up, but it's like you've been haunting me. Go away. I don't want to love you anymore. This one's called Hold Time. Your memory haunts me and never touch. Every woman tries to love someone broken like me. Dusty lingers on my soul. All those late night drives down your old dirt road. I don't wanna care. I don't wanna love you anymore. Just let me be. I can't take this anymore. And I've tried at least a thousand times to let you go, but you've been there the whole time. Been there. The whole time. Rockin'. The next song is There Goes the World. This is probably another song about losing your loved one. As you can see, a recurring theme in this record. It's either like, F you or damn, I miss you. But that's where I was at this time in my life. So I wrote songs about it. This, uh... This is cool. This was a lot of this album had a lot of energy in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh a lot of rock and guitars and ballads. I, I kind of like pow, power ballad, I guess, but it was fun. And this one's called There Goes the World and it's just kind of like heartbreaking like there goes my world. You're gone again. Poor poor pitiful me. Goes like this. I see your face in my dreams. I reach for you, but all I catch are empty sheets In the space where you once lay Your perfume is all that remains I feel your heartbeat, though you're not next to me my body shivers cause it's so cold Oh, how it makes me quiver At the thought of you never coming home There goes the world as I know it Here comes the Here comes the rain 
jamming. Yeah. The next song is uh, this one is called "Perfect Way to Fall." I, don't, I think I may have gone out of order of the actual album sequence, but whatever. Go go listen to Burn. You'll hear all these songs. Anyways, uh, "Perfect Way to Fall." I know that this for a fact was with Alicia again about Alicia because I think we had maybe had uh, like a small falling out and then we got back together and then this song's kind of like I don't know if this is going to work out but tonight let's set all the bullshit aside and enjoy each other and what a perfect way to fall back in love or back into each other and let's just, let's just enjoy it so this is a good country song this album is kind of like half rock half uh, country-ish um, melancholy, like slower song. So it has a good, a good mix of uh, of feelings here. But that's, I, I guess all my albums have been kind of not all over the place, but different feels throughout the songs and keeps it interesting. But this one's called "Perfect Way to Fall." We still play it today. People still dance to it today. And it goes like this: What a perfect way to start this over. Perfect way to fall. If thought my heart would surrender, I never thought I'd get caught up in it all. Tonight I'll be. Way to fall. Little two-stepper there for you. The next song is called When She's Lonely. This is a rocking song again. Uh, I believe, I don't know if this is a real story or not. I may have met somebody, but uh, like I heard a, like a girl that broke up with somebody and she's looking for a good time or something. I think it's just based off that idea. Um, she's not looking for love. She was in a long-term relationship. Um, she's got a good heart, but that's not what she's looking for right now because she just got out of that relationship and she was burned and she doesn't want to go down that road. And she's just looking for a good time, not in like a slutty way, but just she's not ready to be committed. She just wants to have a good time and live her life and be herself a little bit. And it's called When She's Lonely, Don't Let Her Go. Just hang on. You're, you're in for a ride. She's a wild one. Goes like this. Might just catch your eye, might just win the prize. 
memories we don't play that song at the moment but we've talked about bringing it back and putting a little different spin on it but anyways the next song is called long run now this song is just like talking about in the long term of your life with a woman or a man that you love um this road i'm on it may be a hard one i guess i was uh, writing a song about going down this musical road and it's going to be tough if I'm gone or if I'm playing shows and if you're a girl who's dating a musician or a, a singer and they're playing in different towns stuff I'm sure it's hard to keep the jealousy stuff under control as I'm sure it would be hard for me if it was, if the roles were reversed because it's you're just up on a stage and sometimes there's girls and throwing attention your way and it is it's just part of the deal and it's it's hard to deal with if you're the boyfriend and or the girlfriend of the other person but this one is just talking about like i we have this trust this road i'm on is going to be hard will you be with me in the long run and it kind of paints a story about uh the love i have for alicia kind of the saying um we'll travel down this road i'll even name it after you it's just i it was kind of like making a movie script in my head and it turned out real kind of eerie and cool and a bunch of different guitar sounds in there and I really like the way this turned out and it goes like this there is a house in some border town I can see you and me one day settling down away from
That's the long run. The next song is a rocked up song. It's probably one of the most rocked up songs I've ever done in four four plus albums. Um, I think we were uh, having fun on this one. We have some like reverse guitar sounds in the very beginning. We just we just made it kind of rocky, hard kind not hard hard rock, but more rock than we even play today. But this song is called Addictions, and I guess it's just about everybody has their own addictions like the lines are talking about needle in your arm powder on your nose the next one is about a guy being um cheating on his girl and she's not stupid the next one's about betting on the race everybody has all their different vices and they're trying to trying to get it out of it but sometimes it's too late brother you're addicted so i don't like it's just it was just a concept just a song that i wrote it has nothing to do with me in general but it was an idea in my head and we got out on paper and it turned in to a song called Addictions. Here it goes. of addictions again if y'all want to hear all the full songs go listen to my album burn just search scott wiggins band burn it's on all the outlets streaming itunes should be on youtube i'd appreciate it if you went and bought it on itunes instead of streaming it you know what i'm saying just you know what i'm saying okay all right just saying just trying to make a living pour my my heart out on these songs to y'all be nice to get a little money for it you know what i'm saying i'm just kidding anyways it is what it is. The next song is called Start Tonight. I, me- I remember writing this song. <clears throat> excuse me. I remember writing this song in a garage at like 3 o'clock in the morning, sitting on a speaker. And I was doing this like falsetto thing I thought was the most amazing, revolutionary thing you could do as a singer <laughs> for a song. But it turned out to be pretty cool. It's another power ballad kind of song talking about all we need is love in the world. And you can change a lot of stuff, which is true. But uh, that's, that's what the song is about, just trying to find an, um It's my uh, peace song. Let's all get along. That's all it is. But it is the last song on the album. And here's a little taste of Start Tonight. Mm-hmm. 
It's a good song. It's kind of I'm singing kind of different, but I'm singing it now. Hold on, I'm proud of this note. I actually did hit this. It's not auto tune. I probably couldn't hit it right now. I haven't sang this song in years. I'd have to months of practicing. But listen to this note. this song a long time i'm just jamming sorry great guitar solo austin gillum a town hound dog that's what we called him hound dog one time austin was drunk and we were uh it was like a three or four night run and it's like three in the morning we're in a hotel room it's probably like four nights we're driving all over texas all over the state and uh austin's hammered and he's i'm probably drunk too but he's i'm watching tv we got Two queen beds, and I'm sitting there, and Austin's like, Sky, we need to talk. I'm like, what? I just want to watch TV and just go to bed. I'm tired, Austin. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and he looks at the clock, and he looks at me. It's only 3 o'clock in the morning because you want it to be 3 o'clock in the morning. I have no idea what that means. But anyways, that's a story about A-Town Gillum. There's many stories. He cracks me up. But that's my Burn album. I hope if you've never heard it before, go listen to it. It's cool. We still play a lot of the songs on it today. I have new band members, and we're a little bit more country, but we still rock it up. And we have a fiddle. Mostly, most of the time, have a fiddle player, but we still put some energy into the songs we still play and little different versions. But that's my Burn album that was in 2007, recorded in South Austin, Texas. We lived in New Braunfels. Keith Davis producing, Adam Oder. Mixing and engineering, John D is on the drums, Austin Gillum and Keith Davis on guitars. Uh, I was on acoustic vocals, obviously, 
And I think we had, do we have some guest musicians on this one? No, I think it was, that was it. Um, Ricky Diaz was, I think he was still with us at the time. He ended up parting ways with us somewhere around this time. But thank you, Ricky, for all the contributions you did do. I'm not not sure if uh, he got to play on this album, but he definitely was still with us around the beginning of making it and helped out a lot with that. But anyways, guys, this is just a look into, again, chronological order of my music. It's 2018, and this was done back in 2007, so over 10 years ago. So things have changed. Times have changed. I've changed. All, all my dudes that used to play with me have changed. Austin still plays music. Um, John Diaz now is a coach, awesome coach down in Flower Bluff at the moment. Ryan lives in Columbus, Texas with his wife, Casey, and he owns a, like a, a repair service for electronics and computers and cell phones and all that stuff. But before John Diaz and Ryan and our, Austin, this would be the only album Austin played on with us. But uh, he played. He was in the band for like three years, four years. But um, Ryan and John would be with me for another album, and that I will talk about next time. That was our Thousand Words album that we recorded in Wimberley, Texas, at a recording studio called The Zone. And Keith would again be producer on it, and the engineer on that one would be Pat Mansky, who's a good friend of mine. Um, he's done a lot of Robert O'Keen records and all kinds of good records and he, he's also Grammy nominated and he's a professional audio engineer and he's the one behind the engineering and mixing of that. And I will dive into that album next time. I hope you enjoyed this one again, please. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review and a comment. If you like it, if you got this on an email, please respond to me. Let me know what you think. If you're on social media, please comment. I'm going to share this on social media. Let everybody know on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Please comment if you like what you heard, or reach out to me and let me know what you think of the podcast. I've had a people, a few people do that. Do that. Reach out to me and tell me how much they enjoy it, and hearing the stories and breaking down the songs and helps me want to keep making more of these. Now I'm kind of going to be honest with you when I run out of albums because I'm getting close to the last one and I've already done. So I have, I have this, I have a thousand words, and then I'll have the next one after that is called Homegrown, which will be. The first album that I audio, uh, engineered, I was learning how to record and mix at the time, and I produced and did everything, recorded, mixed it, um, produced it, wrote it, all that stuff out of my home studio. So it was my first endeavor into that world, which was crazy, and turned out okay, turned out pretty damn good. Um, and we'll get down and then down on that in a couple podcasts from now, but after that... I'm going to have to figure out what to talk about because I'm not going to have any more songs and that's pretty much 20, spanning about 20 years of my life after these podcasts are over. So it's going to have to be a more current issue thing and uh, like I said, I'll probably have some guests on to help talk about music stuff and who knows, we'll do interviews and we'll highlight other people's music that are my friends and maybe try to tell stories and um, who knows? I'm definitely going to be showcasing new music as I write it, and I'll probably perform. I do a lot of YouTube stuff, too, where I perform acoustic versions of songs, of new songs and old songs. So go check out my YouTube channel, just Scott Wiggins or Scott Wiggins Band. can't remember what I have. And you can see me perform in my studio, and I might showcase some of that stuff on the podcast, too, if you're not seeing it there. 
But again, thanks for listening. Again, it's December 1st. Uh, I'm waiting on some stupid boxes to show up, and then I'm going to launch my online store where you can buy merchandise online. So if you can't come to the show and you want some Scott Wiggins swag, you can go to scottwigginsmusic.com. You can always go to scottwigginsmusic.com and and check out where I'm playing, if I have anything for sale, or what's going on in my life. But uh, scottwigginsmusic.com. And thank you again, guys. I'll see you next time. I'll probably try to record another podcast in a week or two. But that's it for this one. Peace. Wasn't worth the heartache, baby. Wasn't worth the pain.